0: hi everyone welcome back to the sibling trap podcast i am your host katie slash katrina and over there is barry today uh barry has chosen to dive into love bombing um and i kind of think that this can be like relationships and in friendships so maybe you want to share about your experience like are you guilty of love bombing other people or are you like the receiving end
1: Yeah, so. <clears throat> Let's let's say the definition first, just so everybody understands what we're talking about. Real, I have it pulled up. So go on. Uh, man. So it says, uh, and I got this off of Google. Whatever. Um, Love bombing is a pattern of overly affectionate behavior that typically occurs at the beginning of a relationship, often a romantic one, in which one party bombs the other with over-the-top displays of adoration and attention. So, am I guilty of this? I mean. To an extent, yeah, I mean, I have to be honest, Uh, I, in my experiences, previous relationships, I've been guilty of wanting to show that person how awesome I can be, or, how, you know, how awesome I am, or who I am, in order to influence them to want to be in a relationship with me, yeah. It's kind of hard not to do that, you know, and... The worst part about it is, I mean, I think love bombing is like, it's not really showing who you are. It's more like showing like what you're capable of doing or what you're capable of being. A lot of times, and this is terrible to say, but like, how do I say this without sounding shallow is the tough part, you know? And it's, it's just tough. It's tough because there's a lot of women out there that, I mean, you know, obviously men are into girls because of the things, you know, that they have on our body and when you know it's and it's tough because a sexual relationship is it's healthy it is but it shouldn't be everything in your relationship uh you should be able to do other things besides just have sex all the time you know
0: is that your like how you would describe love bombing in general like that you have received or given it's like just through sexual stuff
1: um it yeah in ways yeah i mean i'm guilty of it everybody i feel like everybody might be in that sense um a lot of other ways to love bomb is like to buy gifts and mm-hmm. i feel like uh, i don't know man, i mean it's like i said this is a really tough topic to talk about because it's like well what where's the line where do you draw the line like if i buy a girl a nice necklace or something before we're like actually committed is that love bombing or is that being generous? You know, cause it, and like I said, it's tough to draw the line. Like where, where does it actually become an issue or like with, with sex? I mean, you, you want to have sex with your partner. I mean, that's something every adult wants to do, but like, if it's, I mean, if that's all you want to do every time you hang out with it, that person, then I mean, maybe that's sexual love bombing, <laughs> and it's kind of tough to to describe but like i mean in my previous relationships it's been like and it's not just me the other person has wanted me to have sex with them like and that and every time we we met or hung out or when we would drink or whatever you know and it i mean it was just kind of like that and like sending nudes that's another thing like i you know i usually don't ask for stuff like that but like in my experiences i've had then just like pop a nude into my inbox and I'm like oh okay wow you know wow thank you for that like what what do you say you know from a guy and I'm sure a lot of guys out there are listening right now and they're like what the hell this guy is complaining about getting nudes and it's like I'm not complaining I'm just saying like it if it's not and I think it's all about delivery and intention like if you're sending nudes because you're trying to like you know, sneak this person into a relationship with you so you can make them simp for you or whatever, you know, and and be tied to you, then then yeah, then maybe those nudes are kind of bad behavior, but um it's tough. It's tough to draw the line, like I said. What do you think? So
0: I have like a little bit of a different perspective because um I am a fan there's two folds here. I'm a fan of big grand gestures, right? And gifts are the way that I show my love so at the beginning of uh my past relationship like um we started dating in March and then like that first Christmas together like I went all out because like a I love to like give people gifts right it's like my favorite thing to do and um then also like I love to give gifts that I know that they want so it's like another way of grand gesture right and then it's like for their birthday like what do I do I remember (laughs) it was his birthday and I was walking down the street in New York city. with like, I don't remember how many years he was turning. It was probably like 26 or something, 26 red balloons down the sidewalk in New York city. Like, because they were just like, that was my grand gesture. That was my way of showing him. Like, I am all in, like, this is my thing. Like I am here to support you and celebrate you. Um, so I've never thought of it though like in a sexual way it's always been like a grand gesture gift like you know maybe it's like little love notes or something like that where it's like you're portraying the version of you that you want to be in the relationship but it's not something that's sustainable because like it burns out let's be real and
1: yeah
0: it'd be overwhelming like suffocating
1: it is yeah but so you got to talk about what's your love language then you know and if that. identifies who you are then does that constitute his love bombing because your love language is giving gifts my love yeah. language is touch like i like being touched and like mm-hmm. i mean we can tie into that post that i shared with you before the the session i miss holding hands with somebody i do it, it's tough it really does break my heart because that's part of my love language i I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that it's just really hard to forget as part of my being. And and I don't get that kind of affection anymore. And, and that, I don't think that's love palming. If you're like holding hands with your partner, I feel like that's kind of a, a normal thing to do. But like, if it's like, you're always touching somebody, you know, in, in identifying early on in the relationship, Hey, his love language is touching, you know? that person so like a a former significant other of mine would constantly like drape her leg over my leg you know and that's I mean that's touching me so like that in my book you know that was worth the time and effort you know and just constantly touching me in in ways like while we're just hanging out or sitting on the couch or while we're driving the car or whatever holding hands like I miss that I do and and now that I see it like that might be a form of love bombing because you know everybody needs their space and like that person never really gave me a whole lot of space at the beginning of the relationship yeah and then like further into the relationship constantly took that away from me like As you see punishment. the difference yeah yeah mm-hmm. and it's like and it talks about you know the love bombing thing that i saw it just it talks about how like narcissism that ties into love bombing is like narcissists use love bombing as a tool to get you to fall for them. And then whenever they have control over you, they start taking that love bombing out. Like they take away those things that they use to love bomb you with. And and then it's like your see so like your dopamine levels go up. So it's like a chemical imbalance in your body. Yeah. Um so like the love bombing causes this rush of dopamine and then you're like super excited and super happy all the time and then they bring you down by taking those away and so like your cortisol level goes up so like there's just like this huge chemical imbalance and you're just like why is this happening and you don't really understand because you're just human and and we don't really understand those levels so it's tough
0: as a friend you know if. I find that I really take the opportunity to like show people that how much they, mean, how much they mean to me, like through gifts and through words and all that. And like, I can see how that might like come off as like disingenuous, but like, I think it's just taking the opportunities when they present themselves to be like, I really appreciate you. And like, I'm going to go out of my way a little bit to just show you that because not a lot of people do and like do it from their heart. So I, it's a, it goes back to what you said, like all about intention. Like, what is your intention through this? Like if someone unconditionally loves you, like, you know that your gift isn't going to sway them so I don't really think that yeah Yeah, that's one differential
1: it's tough uh with friendship I feel like I mean love bombing people into being your friends is is kind of like the popularity contest from high school right like it's it's like ooh, you know you want to be friends with everybody so like you know you you do these things but there's like select people that you're like you these are my people you know and
0: mm-hmm.
1: i feel like being a good friend is like always being there for your people you know so that's not really love bombing in my book when you when you go out of your way for your people because like they you should have friends like that yeah and that that's just like a definition of a good friend in my book Is like how you, know, you you know if somebody calls Called me randomly in the middle of the night saying, Hey, I don't feel really good. And, you know, I just want to talk to somebody. Like, of course, I'm going to answer the phone. I'm going to, you know, talk to them, you know, because that could change their life. You know, you know, that could be a moment, a defining moment that could potentially be bad. And I wouldn't want to be the guy that gets the phone call, doesn't answer. And then later on, I hear like a friend committed suicide, you know, and that's, it's really close to my heart because I have a lot of friends and people that I've spent time with that have taken that path. And it's, it's really hurtful, uh, to know that, you know, maybe I could have helped the situation, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, it's, I mean, it's tough to think about, but yeah. Love bombing. So- I feel like w- when it comes to friendship, might be more like like constantly hanging out with somebody and I've had friends like that too that are like Mm -hmm. like constantly wanting to hang out like all the time like I I used to work at this t-shirt marketing company or a t-shirt apparel company and I have like the specific person in mind when we first when I hired him because I interviewed him and hired him he didn't really have a lot of friends so he was always like hey man come over to my apartment you know and at the time i you know, i had my own place but like i was bored all the time you know and like when we get off of work he'd be like hey come over let's get dinner together let's play video games together let's hang out let's... and it was like every day yeah and you know i was thankful for it because i didn't really have a lot of friends at that point in my life and mm-hmm. um and we we were very close And then I kind of, you know, come to find out he kind of like lied about a lot of stuff. And he like kind of used me in in different ways. And I was like, oh, man, well, that sucks. But like uh, that, I identified that that was just kind of the type of person he was. And then whatever, you know, we're, you know, still friends now, but um, definitely not on the same level, you know, and that that Mm -hmm. kind of kind of an example of, I guess, friendship love bombing, because like he was trying to get in a different place and get like more money out of the company and things like that. And, you know, just, Oh man, it's kind of tough to think about that too. Cause there's a lot of people like that I've, I've experienced in my life, you know, that are just using you as a stepping stone and using your friendship as a stepping stone to get somewhere or to yeah. get with someone, you know, Oh, you know, that girl, I'm going to be your friends until I get with that girl and then I'm going to you know, cut ties with you or whatever. And it's like, Wait no. where do i end up in this equation you know right. like,
0: like how does it benefit me
1: yeah it usually it makes me feel like a terrible person or or you know whatever the case so it's there's different ways i guess i never really thought about it like that that's a it's a good thing they bring up so
0: like in the future going into a new relationship like what are some things that we could do i say we because you know you and i are both starting over in a way Um, what are some things that we could do or like expectations or like boundaries can we communicate at the beginning of a relationship to avoid getting sucked in and manipulated by love bombing
1: that's the golden question (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) yeah uh i'm still working it out because it's you know it's tough because you have to identify like what are what are your weakest points in a relationship like what can somebody do to make you feel so special that you don't need to make yourself feel special anymore and that's the truth the moment that a woman is like hey I'm gonna do this or or she does whatever activity it is and I'm like oh okay well that's all I ever want (laughs) you know for now on till the end of time that's what I want you know whether it be like holding your hand or buying you gifts or geez, just doing the laundry, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, hey, you know, like you still gotta do your own laundry, or you know, you can't really hold your own hand. Which sucks. Right. But, <laughs> it's like even yeah, cuddling. It's
0: like mm. Yeah, like yeah.
1: I I'm a cuddler, I I enjoy it. Uh and it's something that, you know, is part of my love language, you know, the whole touch aspect, but but it's like, do you, do I really need cuddling to survive? Mm. Honestly, I don't, you know? Like, well,
0: I think I read somewhere that it was like, you need like seven hugs a day or something to feel like, I don't know if it's like to be healthy or like to feel true love or whatever it is.
1: Man, I am in a a, I'm in a hug deficit, right? Now. I <laughs> A hug drought, geez. <laughs> and that's oh funny God. that you say that because like, I mean, there's been so many relationships that I've been in. I mean, as I say so many, there's only been a few, but like, In those relationships, the hugging was so important to me. So Mm -hmm. very important to me. It's like, I want to hug first thing in the morning, you know, like as soon as we wake up, I want to hug when I come home from work, I want to hug before we go to bed. Like it's, I mean, those are like few, way fewer than seven, but at the same time, it's like, there were times and I look back and I'm like, man, I either A, took those things for granted and didn't really Mm -hmm. care. Or B, they weren't happening enough and it like made me feel unlovable. And that's wrong. You know? Just because that person didn't want to hug me doesn't mean I'm unlovable. It just means maybe they wanted their space or you know, the timing wasn't right or we're just busy or whatever, kids, you know, whatever it is. Um, And it's tough though because like that's part of love bombing though. It's like At the beginning of the relationship, you know, in the honeymoon phase is what everybody calls it. They, The adoration is so overpowering. And it's like that's all you want to do is show affection for each other and hug and kiss and hold hands and spend every waking minute with each other. And what sucks is every relationship I've been in, that wears off eventually. And I don't think it should. I think you should constantly want to seek that affection from your partner. For a healthy relationship, I think you should always look for that kind of things. And, you know, it's tough because there are so so, yeah, it's just tough because like you, you really want to keep doing those things through the entire relationship. I mean, you look at like the older people that have been together for, you know, 20, 30 years that are celebrating those like huge milestones in life and you're like, "Well, how do they do it?" You know, and they look at each other and they just you can just tell that they never fell out of that honeymoon phase. And they're always yeah. like they're like so in love, you can tell that they like holding hands or they like hugging their person and it's like, "Man, <laughs> how do you experience that?" Or I, I maybe I just haven't experienced that yet. I don't I don't know, but Yeah. What do you think?
0: So I heard something the other day where it was like they were saying if you get married in your twenties, like your early twenties. Like I got married when I was twenty four, I think. Um, if you get married in your twenties, like the person that you're married to in your thirties is a completely different person. I was like, damn, right. it, that feels so true. So, you know, I think that yeah. a lot of times it's like you meet later on in life and like you know what you want, you know what didn't work out, like whether you're divorced or whatever. Um, but I think that uh it's gonna be so uncomfortable. But I think that at least for me, I know that I would moving forward have to be very disciplined and very self aware. Like, listen, I feel myself starting to like go into this whirlwind sinkhole and we need to just slow it down a little bit because it's not sustainable and like it's just not healthy. So it's like right. but it's, it's so hard though because it's like it feels good to like <laughs> lean into that and like just experience it full throttle, but like, damn, it's just not worth it sometimes.
1: Yeah. And that's tough because I mean, when you say slow down, like how how what do you mean yeah. by slow down? <laughs> like like don't talk for days on end. if you do that, then you're like there's a whole like disassociation disconnection that could happen and it's like, yeah. oh you know and you're right though you have to be able to like sustain your own life and maybe understand yourself so much better. like I mean, in the times when I'm single, I find myself very easily. Because I'm, it doesn't take much to, to, you know, not necessarily please me, but, it, it, you know, to entertain myself, I mean, it's pretty easy. Um, should I go for a run and I feel great afterwards, you know, I'm like, oh, I thought about so much while I was about running, you know. Yeah. But what you want in another person, now that's like a complicated subject that I could go mm-hmm. on for hours and hours and hours. And it's, it, it's tough because I'm really picky. I really am. Um, it should be. And I have a lot of critics out there that think that I'm not picky, but I I'm so picky. It's just it's nobody knows you me. better than you
0: know yourself. So.
1: Exactly, and that's it. Uh, and sometimes, like like the whole scripting thing, like you got to sit down and and you got to think about write out what your picture perfect person or relationship would be like, and yeah. if it's not that you are not in the right place. And that's how it's got to be. <laughs> Do
0: you remember, um, like right after <clears throat> it was decided that I would be getting a divorce, I wrote down all of the qualities that I wanted that were <laughs> deal breakers for me, like in a next relationship, because I could look back and be like, yeah. nope, this is how it's got to be. Because you're almost like making a promise to yourself. It's like, you know, if the next person doesn't hit at least most of these, then don't entertain it. It's yeah, not worth
1: you're, it. You're. St- Settling at that point. And, yeah. and it's tough to be so judgmental. It feels judgmental, but it's honestly it's the best for you because what, what ends up happening is you'll waste all that time yeah with that person trying to figure them out when all along you've known, oh, okay, well, this one wasn't a good thing, this isn't a good thing. And
0: we're thinking you can change that because you're not going to change yeah. anyone.
1: Yeah, you're not. Uh and honestly, like people change even from what you initially react to, you know, like the first couple of years might be a certain way and everything might be great. And then boom, you lose your job and then you, you have some financial struggle and it's like really put your feet in the fire. And yeah, the other Finance person might be clawing thing. at the door. Yeah. And it's fine. It finances are huge. Like, you know, cause I mean, we live in 2023. Everything is just getting more and more expensive. And yeah. it's, and like, Honestly like I've I've struggled a lot financially because of like I don't really know where I belong career-wise and it's been tough for me. I've finally found like a job career that that's stable that has like benefits and stuff like that and I'm I'm so happy and so excited to be in it. I feel like even through that though, even through like a financial instability or a career change like your significant other should be there to support you not not to harm you you know like not to hurt you and and put you you down yeah and and tell you oh like what are you doing or have you found a job today and it's like uh you know i applied but you know you know it's tough because you want the person or you should want the person that you love to succeed and you should be there to help them succeed and to you know and sometimes giving them tough love is part of that and i understand that and i reflect on that the issue is this like and from my experiences when a significant other needed to find a new job i would you know try to help them find a new job or i'd be like Mm -hmm. or give them options and say hey well what about this or like i would talk to other people at other places it'd be like hey my girl's looking for a new job like do y'all have any openings like i would go team. out of my way yeah i would go out of my way to help that person you know and yeah. from my experience a lot of times uh, those significant others didn't do that for me they just expected me to do it myself and it's like yo
0: Same, bro. Same.
1: i'm like yo like that's tough you know because yeah. i'm trying you know and it's and if you it's, feel if very you alone exactly and if you don't see that i'm trying and if you're not there to try and help me then like we're working against each other at that point and that's so so unhealthy it's just not and it is very singling like it's like yo like i might as well just do this on my own and like just be on my own and stop paying for all this shit that i'm paying for when it comes to all of us you know and yeah and the equation and it's like even though i don't have work i'm still here to provide and that's a really tough thing too for men because you know, like if you're not providing that other person's going to look at you in a, a different way you know uh, because they expect you to provide and there's a huge expectation for men to be the provider i don't want to say like it's unattractive to be a male looking for a new job or looking for a new career, but that's kind mm-hmm. of how it felt. It felt like I wasn't as attractive as I used to be because I wasn't working or whatever the case yeah. was, you know, or I was trying to find another another industry of employment because I've worked in the bar industry for a long time and COVID hurt. It really did. Mm-hmm. It hurt a lot of bartenders. I heard a lot of restaurant managers and bar managers trying to find something outside of that. You know, I I took a job in the medical world because I thought, oh, well, you know, everybody gets sick, everybody breaks something, everybody needs a knee replacement, you know, so it really helped me out of the bar industry, which was great. And uh, Mm -hmm. as much as I hated my job every day, I still, you know, wasn't slinging drinks at a bar for, you know, $2 or whatever, (laughs) with the drunk, unruly customers were just so unappreciative of the hard work I was putting in because anybody can make drinks, right? (laughs) so and it was just tough it was a tough time but um but yeah very singling
0: yeah there's so many more like we could totally dive into like three four things that we just said on a whole nother episode um but I'm curious like if you guys have experienced love bombing or if you're the one that does the love bombing like going into a new chapter of life like what would you do differently like what you know, non-negotiables would you have with yourself or with the person that you might potentially, you know, get into a relationship with or get into a friendship with? Like, how can you set yourself up for success for a sustainable?
1: Yeah, I <clears throat> definitely interested in feedback. Like, I know that. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people out there that will say, oh, I never love bomb. But like, it, it's definitely a thing. You do it you either don't notice you're doing it or it's just that natural to you.
0: Yeah. I
1: admit it. I've done it before. It, it's tough. It's tough not to do because you care about that person. You really want them in your life. So you're gonna do whatever you can, you know. So
0: maybe my goal is just to love bomb every day so it can be
1: consistent.
0: <laughs> but like in a different way. Like how can I love bomb someone today? A,
1: hel- a healthy love bombing, you know? <laughs> how do I do this healthy?
0: Micro dosing. Like it's gotta be there's a way. Determine.
1: But anyway, I th- I think that's about it for today, guys. I think we're done about wrapping yeah. it up, you know. It's a short
0: short episode today because Barry's gonna go run a is it a full it's a half marathon
1: yeah I got a half marathon this coming weekend in Yay! Santa Barbara California I'm super excited about it uh, I've I'm been excited. kind of off my training plan a little bit but uh you know I feel great I'm very excited so awesome. wish you luck.
0: oh all my I have another call coming um okay well thanks so much for listening everyone stay tuned for next week's episode and please rate and review and follow us on instagram at the sibling trap that's all thanks for being here i love you i can't wait to hear how it goes